Thank you for coming. So Alberta Health Services is uh, reporting a confirmed case of hepatitis A in a food handler who works at the Powder Keg Lodge, or sorry, Powder Keg Lounge, which is at the Lake Louise Ski Resort in, um, in Banff National Park. This individual did work uh, while infectious, and so there is, a, there is a small risk of transmission to individuals that had eaten food or consumed a hot beverage at the Powder Keg Lounge at Lake Louise between the dates of November 6th to November 8th inclusive. For those individuals that think they may have been exposed to um, possibly to hepatitis A, we are recommending that if they're not immune to hepatitis A, that they come forward and receive hepatitis A immunization at one of the clinics that we've set up in Calgary and Banff tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, a vaccine will be provided, and vaccine given within 14 days of a potential exposure is um, good at protecting against acquisition of hepatitis A. So I'll answer your questions if you have any. This, this individual is recovering well from hepatitis A. The thing about hepatitis A is that in, in young children, especially those under six years of age, hepatitis A sometimes doesn't even present with symptoms. So they recover, or they, they don't even necessarily show that they're ill uh, and recover very well. The adults, it may not always be so, so clear for them. Sometimes it can be a very serious illness. This individual is recovering well, though. Um, hepatitis A is a viral infection. Uh, it uh, tends to target the liver. And so um, it's, it's a virus that is acquired through contaminated food and water. And when, when a person gets the infection, it first shows up as a sort of nonspecific symptoms. Um, fatigue, there may be some abdominal pain, um, headache, nausea, and then that can go on to symptoms that are suggesting that the liver is impacted. So dark-colored urine, light-colored stool, and ultimately by the jaundice uh, symptom that shows up. Uh, we are saying that this is a low risk of transmission just because of the, the, um, the duties of the individual that that had uh, hepatitis and was working while infectious. So um, not, not expecting that there will be cases showing up, but as a precaution, uh, it, we are recommending that people that did consume food or have a hot beverage at the Powder Keg Lounge during that November 6th to 8th inclusive period um, should come forward to receive the vaccine. When we're talking about the transmission of uh, hepatitis A, um, the, the question is about how, how can it be transmitted when somebody is a food handler. So it, just in general terms, if someone is a, a food handler and they've got hepatitis A, um, because this is a, a virus that can be shed in the stool if they haven't washed their hands properly and, uh, and they're then touching food that is not further cooked or um, is... Uh, uh, it's, and someone eating that food that's contaminated can acquire the infection. That's typically how it's spread. Now, it isn't always just with touching the food, but anything that comes in contact with the food that might be contaminated by the virus can also be a, a way that it's transmitted. 
But as I've mentioned, in this particular situation, the risk of transmission is really very low. Uh, is there a health order for the lounge? No. I, I can assure people, though, that uh, our environmental public health inspector has been on site uh, working with the facility to ensure that anything that uh, might have been contaminated has been, has been either cleaned or discarded, and there's no ongoing risk of transmission uh, from anything that might be at that uh, facility. The, the, yes, the, um, the question then is, um, can you actually give vaccine and, and expect it to be protective after the exposure has happened? And in a, in a situation with hepatitis A, yes, we know that people that are exposed that are not immune to hepatitis A, if uh, we find out about them soon enough, um, after ex their potential exposure, we can give vaccine that will protect them up to 14 days after that exposure. But it's always best, um, especially if you're thinking of traveling, to, to get hepatitis A vaccine ahead of being exposed. And the recommendation for anyone that's traveling outside of Canada, the U.S., really, is to, to, get, uh, to go to a travel clinic. And um, if you haven't had hepatitis A vaccine, it's a really great vaccine, one dose. Uh, and then a second dose uh, six months or more later will protect you in, indefinitely. Uh, it is uh, important for people to complete their series of hepatitis A vaccines. So first dose will protect you for a short duration of time, but you do need that second dose a minimum of six months later to provide that long-lasting protection. Yes, uh, two doses of vaccine, uh, hepatitis A-containing vaccine, or hepatitis A vaccine, are required to have uh, lifelong protection, basically. We, it may not be exactly lifelong, but so far we're still counting. It still is effective um, at, at prevention even 20, 30 years out. Uh, for people that um, may not be able to make it to one of the, the vaccine clinics that we're, we set up in Banff and Calgary, we do recommend that you, you, you go to those clinics. That's the way that uh, people in Calgary zone can access the clinic. If, if individuals were at uh, the Powder Keg Lounge in that time period and they're from out of zone, out of Calgary zone, they can connect with their local public health people to see if, if there's special arrangements that can be made for them. The question about how many people might be affected, we don't really know. What we know from uh, Lake Louise Ski Resort is over that November 6th to the 8th, um, it was a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they thought there were two to 3,000 uh, skiers at the resort. Don't know how many might have gone to the Powder Keg Lounge, though. The ex exposures that we're interested in or what we think uh, constitutes a possible exposure include... Uh, any foods that were eaten at the Powder Keg Lounge and any hot beverages. So someone that just went there and had a cold drink wouldn't have been deemed to be exposed. A question about um, what's the, how, how long does it take once you're exposed to hepatitis A to start showing symptoms? 
It is, um, it, that's what we call the incubation period. The time from exposure to developing symptoms can vary from 15, one five days, to 50, five zero days. So it's quite a long period of time. And it is uh, very challenging when we follow up all of these cases to to um, talk to people about what were you doing that long ago? What did you eat? Where did you go? But when there's travel, when there's um, a situation where travel is involved, that's often uh, the, the source of the infection. We have a question about how many cases of hepatitis A we have on a yearly basis, and I'm going to have to take that one away. It's not a lot, um, but I can get an exact number for you later, and we'll get that back to you. So the, this, the, the question is about how many cases of hepatitis A might actually be under the radar that, we ne that never come to our attention. It's possible that it is underreported, but it's, uh, uh, it is, as I had uh, talked about, the symptoms being um, nausea, fatigue, a headache, fever, and abdominal pain, and then you may go on to develop um, uh, dark-colored urine, pale-colored stool, and jaundice. Um, if you don't recognize that, um, jaundice is pretty uh, specific for hepatitis, uh, whether, whatever the cause of hepatitis. Um, but people that you um, hang around with may say, you're looking a little yellow today. Um, so they may then go and get to assess. But I, th I don't think there's too many people that are not coming to our attention, but it is possible. Is hepatitis A something you can sleep off? Probably not, because uh, adults have more severe cases of it, and it actually can be very severe, um, cause a, a, what we call a fulminant hepatitis, so a really, um, really severe infection of the liver, such that it actually, there, there sometimes can be deaths from hepatitis A, especially in, in uh, adults. So as to whether you could sleep it off, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it uh, may not be possible. And, and people that care about you and see what you're going through hopefully will be able to convince you to go and be assessed. The question is about, if I'm understanding it correctly, what about um, family members, say, of people that were at... Uh, the powder keg lounge, do they need to worry? Should they be coming for vaccine? And no, because the, the people that, um, that, that might have been exposed at the powder keg lounge on the, the 6th to the 8th of November, too soon for them to be developing symptoms. So uh, the chances of them um, being an infectious risk to somebody else, very, very low. And so, no, we're just looking with, uh, at the people that have uh, the potential exposure. Do you have to be symptomatic to be infectious with hepatitis A? No, that's uh, um, not not. Uh, that's actually we look at an infectious period that starts before the symptom onset. But uh, to to have the exposure less than 
and two weeks ago, and to already be infectious would be very unusual.